That's our new theme song, right? Yeah. <laughs> and this is my other theme song. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Yes. This is Or the Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And you are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. I guess I should do the wake up, right? Ready? <laughs> ready, ready, ready? Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to your community spirit. I guess that's it. Mm. I don't know. Let's that's bring it. back the sun. <laughs> yeah, here comes the sun. Now, like, the sun is coming. Um, it is cold but sunny, and that's what I like. Yeah. Sunny days. <laughs> I think we've, d- <laughs> we've done <laughs> enough songs. <laughs> we've done enough, like, um, poppy, whatever it yeah. is. Like. Catchy, happy tunes. All right. Let's, let's talk about some other catchy, happy things. Yeah. Colorado voters tell the fracking industry to frack off. <laughs> I love that we can say this kind of stuff. Yeah. We're just going to have to use that as a bad word from now on, and we're allowed to say it on yeah. the radio. Well, they did it on Battlestar Galactica. They they foresaw this whole crisis, and they used the oh, word yeah. frack. That's why in the future, hundreds of years from now, frack is a bad word. That's, that, would, <laughs> that would be logical. Yeah. That would be logical. So maybe it's the polluted groundwater, river water, and air. Perhaps it's the toxic stew that gushed over Colorado when it flooded. Or could it be the adjunct lies? Whatever the fracking industry has done to earn the hostility of voters... In at least three Colorado cities, it couldn't be undone by spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a pro-fracking ad blitz in recent weeks. On Tuesday, voters in Boulder, Fort Collins, and Lafayette all approved measures that either banned or placed the moratorium on the practice of hydraulic fracking, otherwise known as that fracking... Hmm. I was going to say a bad word right after that. So, that (laughs) fracking, another bad word. All right. (laughs) Um, you can come up with them on your own. Yeah, fill in the blank. <laughs> I think. Um, now, Boulder was the most decisive. Three quarters of the voters cast were in opposition to fracking. A similar initiative in Broomfield was failing by a mere 13 votes at the end of the unofficial counting. This despite the Colorado Oil and Gas Association spending more than $870,000. 
Yeah. I don't know if you know that, but that's more than a quarter of a million dollars. Not quite a million. It's just like I think if you hold back from a million, it doesn't sound like an extravagant number. Mm, yeah. I'm just kidding. It's uh, yeah, over a quarter. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's a lot for such small races. You know, you see that kind of money thrown around in like national races or even statewide races, but these are city initiatives and and just to put it in a little bit of perspective, the supporters of the initiatives raised just over $26,000. Now, they didn't say they spent it, but they raised it. They raised it. They probably spent it all. Probably, yeah. You know, and that's according to the Denver Post. Now, Kelly Giddens, manager of the Fort Collins campaign, said that volunteers, quote, were really excited, passionate, and willing to go out there and knock on doors and make phone calls and talk to their friends and family, end quote. The fracking industry, however, won't take a no for an answer. Quote, a ban is not a responsible way to engage in this discussion. We are going to continue our efforts across the state, end quote. Tisha Scholler, CEO of the Colorado Oil and Gas Association, told the Coloradian, which, you know what that means. <laughs> that means discussion. That means lawsuits. Yeah. Right? <laughs> when corporations say they want to discuss something, that means they're going to sue you for it. <laughs> now, the lawsuits won't just come from the fracking industry. They'll also come from Governor John Hickenlopper's administration. The industry and the state are already suing Longmont, the which passed the fracking ban last year, arguing that voters there are illegally, quote, taking minerals that rightfully belong to someone else. <laughs> yeah, by not letting them take the minerals, they're saying that they're taking the minerals. So, And, I mean, this is... Um, Probably the show before us should talk more about it, um, Paul. Yeah. Um, about local rights versus you know state and federal rights. Yeah. It's you know, um, in most laws, you can supersede, you can make the law stronger than the state or federal law, but you can't make it less. And by doing this, they're probably saying you know there is no law in the state or federal. Yeah. It's starting in the local, and it's working its way up. Um, yeah, they have this silly notion that they have a right to decide what's, uh, what sort of poisons go in the land they live on. Well, I mean, you can argue that local rights aren't always right. I mean, the whole civil rights movement, that was why they did the, that whole thing, because local didn't listen. I mean, mm. so it's not always right, but usually... People understand their backyard better than someone from away. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything other than the case of, like, the violation of human rights, you know, if, if you're talking about management of resources and it's resources that primarily affect your area, then people in that area should have a right to decide. Well, they should have a vote in it. I mean, yeah. Um, a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, people locally are so bogged down in their day-to-day -day life, they don't see the big picture. Mm. That's sometimes the case. But... Um, they should have a solid right to say, I don't want pollution. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any problem with that. Yeah. That's a pretty simple one. Yeah, it <laughs> should like, be a theory of no-brainer. I guess the Colorado Oil and Gas Association isn't as sure. Uh, I wonder if, if they start the lawsuits, I wonder if the anti-fracking movement around there will have signs saying, no means no. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> we banned no fracking, means no, no means fracking no. way. Yeah. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> no means no. <laughs> Oil and gas industry. Yeah. 
All right. In other In other news. Now this is this is also the happy sing a happy song news. This is more well, you could still sing a song, but more of a dirge. Right. I wanna see you <laughs> sing a song about this, like This is more of a dirge, really. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Well, you're supposed to be singing. Yeah, um, we need some spooky music. Dun, dun, dun. Frackers might soon be allowed to float their wastewater down rivers. They float their, another bad word, <laughs> down the river. Yeah. It's like, we don't want it here. Let's float it down river. Yeah. Oh. But they must not be taking a paddle with them. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we told you the other day that frackers are drawing millions of gallons of water from rivers and streams to pump into their wells. Now the U.S. Coast Guard wants that water returned to the rivers, floating on barges and laced with radioactive contamination. What? <laughs> okay. Sounds like a For a second plan. there, I thought, you know, the Coast Guard wants the water back in the river. Yeah. But then you added the, yeah, they want it on the barge. They want it on the barge. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to stay on the barge. You know, accidents happen. Uh, apparently, they think it's a good idea to take all these gallons of wastewater out. On barges. I mean, this wastewater is a huge problem for the fracking industry. You know, this is when it's produced. Oh, my ears just went funny. I just popped my ear, so I thought something went wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, it's produced when the water that frackers pump into the ground returns to the surface, of course, contaminated with all those fracking chemicals. Mm. I love how we can cuss, like, over and over and over again. Yeah, and get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> just like, it's just that, I want to know who came up with the word fracking. I do wonder if it's, it's like, how can they win <laughs> when the name of what they, it, you know, just is a cuss word? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it was industry or the activists. Uh, I think I've heard industry use the term, but they, I think they do call it in all their official paperwork, fracturing. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, what do you call it, the daycare center in town called Puka. I just, <laughs> watch your acronyms, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to be careful of those. <clears throat> well, so they've got all this wastewater, and it's contaminated with these fracking chemicals. And some of the wastewater is pumped back into the ground, but that can trigger earthquakes. So some of the wastewater is treated like sewage and then poured back into rivers and streams, but that pollutes the waterways with the hitherto subterranean radiation and other toxic chemicals. So the industry wants to be allowed to ship its wastewater away from the frack sites to be dumped, stored, or recycled in far-off locations, even in other states. I want to know how they can afford to do that. I mean, we're talking, they're proposing thousands and thousands. Yeah. I read somewhere that it was 6,000 wells in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That it, this is, I mean, crazy lots. Yeah. That's the technical term, right? Crazy, crazy lots. Crazy lots, yeah. And that's millions and millions of gallons of water. That's... Uh, I know it may, people's minds may bog a little bit at the numbers, but that's way too much water to be just shipping on one barge. <laughs> it's going to be lots of barges and lots of rivers. Now, this has not been approved. The Coast Guard began studying the issue nearly two years ago at the request of its Pittsburgh office, which, you know, of course, ha has tons and tons of quarries from companies transporting the... Marcellus shale wastewater. Now, if the policy is approved, companies can ship the wastewater in bulk on barges on the nation's 12,000 miles of waterway, a much cheaper mode than the current mode of trucks or rail. Yeah. So. So the Coast Guard is accepting public comments on this, so 
Whatever your thoughts are on this story, we'll let you decide. You can contact the Coast Guard. And, I mean, this came from um, Public Source, a news outlet in the heavily fracked state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Cokes? I want to just call them the Cooch Brothers. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I think but, we'll go with Coke Brothers. <laughs> okay. The, the Coke slash Cooch Brothers... And Republicans launch bid to snuff out wind energy tax incentives. Okay. That's just like a BS line. Yeah. I should have queued up the like the Imperial March from Star Wars. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. A key tax incentive credited with boosting wind energy capacity in the U.S. is due to expire in... I gave you a chance to do the dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. you, you failed us. Okay. Due to expire in dun, dun, dun. eight weeks. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and fossil fuel lobbyists are working hard to blow it to oblivion. <laughs> the Koch brother backed conservative group Americans for Prosperity is launching an advertising campaign calling on lawmakers to allow the production tax credit, the PTC, to expire on December 31st. Now, the wind industry says the tax credit was critical in helping to extract as much as $25 billion in private investment last year, all the while helping the country reduce carbon emissions. Now, it doesn't actually say anything in here about how many jobs, but... Yeah, um, that's a lot of jobs it created, though. Well, the next line does say a single multinational company credits it with adding hundreds of jobs at its American factories, but yeah. it doesn't specifically say how many yeah. thousands of jobs. Yeah, because that's just one company, and it's uh, billions of dollars of money going into this, so now, lots of jobs. Now, extending the tax credit for five years could cost the federal government $18.5 billion, according to one congressional estimate. That's just too much, says the fossil fuel sector, which, of course, just happens to compete with the wind energy. <laughs> yeah, they happen to compete with wind energy and receive subsidies and tax breaks. But when wind starts receiving anything, they suddenly get very offended. Well, the thing is, is with this um, small tax credit for wind, mm -hmm. they actually beat out any fossil fuel power plant yeah. as far as energy produced. And it makes it possible... I mean, the wind industry a couple years ago when they threatened, when they did let this cancel, yeah, I think it was for about two months it was canceled. They laid off like half of their workers, and the industry got stalled for almost a year before it got back going again. Yeah, this is why I personally do not like tax credits. Now that means no tax credits for anybody, <laughs> yeah. not just you know renewable energy. Yeah, that's uh, part of what gets me about this is the hypocrisy of it that, you know, even if, even if say, you don't want there to be the tax credits and subsidies for the wind energy, then why do we have them for fossil fuels when fossil fuels is even more harmful to the environment and our society? You can't have, like, all of these subsidies for fossil fuels and then say, well, no, we couldn't give any to wind. That's, that's just wrong. <laughs> Well, I mean, I always thought the purpose of tax credits was to allow a new industry to compete on a level playing field. Yeah. Which means we kind of should let the tax credits lapse for these ones that are making billions of dollars. Yeah. I don't think fossil fuels is a new industry anymore at this point. <laughs> Once you've been not. over the century mark, it's not all that new True. anymore. 
I think I actually think once you make the first billion dollars, you're no longer new. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just like all right, nine hundred and ninety nine million, still a new company. <laughs> yeah. One billion, no more tax credits. All right. In other news, the UN says hurry up on climate action or we're screwed. World, don't lose heart, but you're really going to need to hustle. You need to get the hustle, get the hustle, otherwise you lose your heart. <laughs> I just made that up, in case you didn't guess. Yes. So. That's the message from the United Nations, as international climate delegates prepare to launch into a new round of negotiations next week, aimed at cutting global greenhouse gas emissions. I mean, people are still talking about taking action on climate change. I thought world leaders had forgotten about that. Well, they agreed in 2009 to limit global warming to 2 degrees Celsius. That's 3.7 degrees Fahrenheit, above pre-industrial levels. But a report released Tuesday by the UN Environmental Program reminds us that we're not on track to meet that goal. Not even close. Not even close. Nope. Even if all the pledges made to date by various governments to reduce their emissions are fulfilled, which they're currently not being, the report warns that temperatures rise would still overshoot the 2-degree goal. That's not to say that it would be impossible to meet the goal, but a serious sense of urgency would be required. So people actually have to care about climate change in order to make it happen. See, that's the thing is people keep saying care about climate change. I don't care about climate change. <laughs> I care about myself. And when it's 105 degrees out or, you know, um, what is it, transformers in Oregon are exploding because they couldn't handle the heat. Yeah. Or... Um, you know, last summer where all of the Midwest, the crops died because there was no water for months and months. Yeah. Okay, that affects me. But climate change, whatever. <laughs> it's just like, but if it's affecting me, we have to quit talking. We have to shift that. Yeah. We have to quit saying, let's do climate change. We have to say, do you care about yourself? Yeah. We could call it the, the not dying issue. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's like, um, do you care about not dying? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I also think about the story we did a few weeks ago where pretty soon our hottest summers, what we remember being our hottest summers, will then be the coolest summers. And that is not something to look forward to. Oh, man. I thought it was hot here. So, Bay Area commits to 80% greenhouse gas reduction. Air quality officials in the oil refinery dot and highway-laced San Francisco Bay Area committed Wednesday to substantially reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the famously progressive region. I don't know. Wow. I thought people didn't care. This is like 80% reduction. 80%. Okay. That's a lot. Have you ever read the book um, Ecotopia or Ecotopia? Yeah. California actually succeeds from the union in that book. And doesn't allow any fossil fuels. <laughs> yeah. They're getting one step closer to that, it sounds like. <laughs> so, this is a little bit more significant than most climate action plans in that the Air District has real regulatory teeth. 350.org Bay Area spokesperson Rand Wardle said, quote, This resolution will mean that the five refineries in the Bay Area could basically not function as they produce some 40% of the stationary source emissions, end quote. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So the heavily polluting refineries could be forced to cut output or vastly improve their environmental performance at a time when they are preparing to begin processing dirty tar sands oil from Canada. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. It's a race against time. Yeah. They're probably going to try to get in as much fossil fuels as they can before all that stuff takes effect. So, all right. This show is cranking it out. Cranking it out. And I wanted to mention this. We had a website of the week I wanted to mention. It's the Community Environmental Legal Defense Fund. It's at CELDF.org. Say that again. C-E-L-D-F. Yes, dot O-R-G. And they deal with something you were talking about, issue about communities having an ability to have a say in their their self-government. Their mission is building sustainable communities by assisting people to assert their right to local self-government and the rights of nature. So they're, they're basically a legal defense group who helps people who want to stand their ground. Yeah. Well, that's not a good... <laughs> <laughs> not a good... <laughs> not a good... <laughs> that's not the right uh, phrase. <laughs> well, it is the right phrase, but unfortunately right now... Yeah. Okay. Um, they want to stop being trampled... Yeah. Their rights from being trampled. Yeah. So if someone is coming to your community and say, for example, introducing fracking, uh, they can help you to create a community bill of rights that's, uh, that limits or eliminates that presence in your community. So it's, they're working with communities to establish community rights. Yeah. You know, so that they would be empowered to protect health, safety, and welfare of the residents and the national, natural environment. Yeah. So... Did you know that? I mean, I noticed that um, legally they're working on trying to give nature rights. Yeah. That nature has rights also. So that's that's an interesting concept. Yeah. Because that's not what we were taught by, um, well, by the Bible primarily. Right? <laughs> yeah, and legal precedent in the U.S. doesn't have a strong, uh, There's it, they're trying to do it, but it's not much of it yet. There have been a couple of countries that have made declarations along those lines, but this is trying to take it to the community level and establish those rights there. So it's really interesting, and it's it's out and about in southern Illinois and in the rest of the U.S. All right. Holidays. Today is Friday the 8th of November. Today is Cook Something Bold and Pungent Day. <laughs> it's like... It doesn't say cook while bold and pungent. It says cook something bold and pungent. Yeah. So um, National Teachers, uh, excuse me, Parents as Teachers Day. Yes, parents can teach kids things too. That's an exciting thing to know. Also coming up on Saturday, we have the birthday of Carl Sagan, the astronomer, and now Internet Celebrity. (laughs) Uh, Sunday is the Guinness World Records Day. The anniversary of both area codes and the Sesame Street premiere. So, and the anniversary of the U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah. All right, coming up on Monday, it's Origami Day. So you can learn all about origami on Monday. But only if you're in Japan. Yeah, well, it's (laughs) it's fairly not a national holiday here, but you can celebrate it here. Yeah, it's like, um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Wednesday is World Kindness Day. Ah, so you can be sure you get in your four hugs a day on Wednesday. Thursday is Loosen Up, Lighten Up Day. So, yeah. And World Orphans Day. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Those do not go yeah. together. Well, you can help the orphans lighten up. You know, they've got a hard lot in You're life like, sometimes. oh, you orphans, it's time to loosen up. 
and lighten up. It's lighten up, loosen up day. They especially need their four hugs. Those silly songs at the beginning of the <laughs> show really got me peppy. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some happenings. Yes. Compassion Food Drive, now through November 11th. This is really important. Yes. At, at least one food pantry I've read, the one in Anna, closed because they were not getting enough supplies. Yeah. A lot of people assume, oh, there's a food pantry around. It must be taken care of. But it's going to be empty if people don't make donations to it. So the 12 Steps to a Compassionate Life book club here in Carbondale is holding a food drive to help restock the pantry. You can They're collecting at a lot of places like 101 Yoga Studios at 101 South Graham, Little River Research and Design at 514 East Main, Walgreens West, uh, InSync at 2031 South Illinois. So for more info on that, you can call 618-521-3050. Now, donations are always accepted at Kroger's and Neighborhood Food Co-op. So, let's see. So you can show your thanks for all that you have by sharing some with those who have a little less. Today, wait, today's Friday? Friday. Wow. <laughs> it's like from 2 to 3 p.m. today is the Logic Composting Workshop. Grab a shovel, bring a friend, and come on down to the garden to get your hands dirty and clear your mind before the weekend. So this is at the Logic Organic Gardening um, 3373 West Pleasant Hill Road in Carbondale. Yes, 2 to 3 p.m. today. Also coming up tonight, we have the Open Mic Nights over at Guy House Interfaith Center at 7 p.m. tonight. Express yourself in a comfortable coffeehouse-style environment. There's all sorts of good stuff going on there. Poets, musicians, it's a jam session. It's a good time. All right. The... Till the end of November, we have two farmer's markets. Saturdays, um, on the west side, we have from 8 until noon, the Carbondale Farmer's Market. And on the east side, we have the Carbondale Community Farmer's Market. Now, the Carbondale Community Farmer's Market tomorrow is from 9 to 1, and they are moving indoors for the winter. That's right. There will be a winter farmer's market. This is... Um, and I forgot what side. It's the north entrance. Yeah. So that's the road behind the mall. So um, located inside the Carbondale Community High School in the north entrance on Saturdays from 9 until 1. Yes. Just a couple more fast. Looks like we're out of time here. Piles for cleanup on Sunday at 5 p.m. just east of the Brush Towers on the SIU campus. If you'd like to participate, email Vestivo at cehs.siu.edu. If you would like to receive our newsletter, which is everything we've talked about, plus links, plus all the stuff you haven't memorized, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. A couple things that are coming up Tuesday, November 19th, Carbondale and Thanksgiving at the First Christian Church. And Thursday, November 21st, Vegetarian Thanksgiving at Guy House Interface Center. Yes. Put both of those on your calendars. And please send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. And we will see you here next week on the radio. Here comes the sun, little darling. 